Welcome to Trailblazing Nursing, a podcast sponsored by the University of South Florida College of Nursing. I'm Usha Menon, Dean of the College of Nursing and Senior Associate Vice President at USF Health. Every month, we'll bring you a 15-minute discussion on current topics in nursing, talking with your colleagues and experts from across the world. It is my pleasure today to have with us Executive Director of the St. Petersburg Innovation District, Allison Barlow. A St. Petersburg native, Allison guides the Innovation District by working with district partners to forge new career opportunities, grow businesses and entrepreneurs, and increase investment, particularly in the fields of healthcare, marine science, data analytics, and education. She also leads several of St. Petersburg's smart city efforts, including pilot projects in smart lighting, smart intersection, STEM education, and digital inclusion. These projects, like many in the Innovation District, seek to address community-based challenges with solutions that can be applied globally. Allison received a bachelor's in hospitality administration from Florida State University and a master's of business administration from American University in Washington, D.C. She's a graduate of Leadership St. Petersburg and serves on the boards of the St. Pete Chamber of Commerce, Gross Smarter Alliance, University of South Florida Research Foundation and Friends Astray's Animal Shelter. Allison is a very busy woman, so I am so pleased to have her take the time. Allison, welcome to season two of the Trailblazing Nursing podcast from the University of South Florida College of Nursing. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here with you today. Thanks again, Allison. You know, we've we've talked and interacted on different levels over the past year. And so I'm excited to have an opportunity to get you to really talk about the Innovation District and the amazing work that you do there. So the Innovation District is founded on six pillars strategically focused on equity and growth. Can you share with our listeners a little bit more about the Grow Smarter strategy? Sure. So here in St. Petersburg, coming out of the 2008 recession, um, the city and the Chamber of Commerce got together and said, what do we need to do to create a very robust and strong, stronger economy here in St. Pete? And that became what's now known as the Grow Smarter Strategy. And it identified not only target industries, but also lifestyle. What did we want to have the community look and feel like? What should be happening with housing and things like that? So it's, it's interesting. We're almost still continuing those conversations today. In particular, what might be of interest to the listeners are those target industries, because the target industries in the Grow Smarter start first and foremost with life sciences. They recognize the importance of life sciences, marine science, data analytics, specialized manufacturing, financial services, and creative art and design. And those were areas that there was already a start of a core competency in the community, and huge opportunities for growth. And so that's where we came from. The Innovation District was mentioned in the Grow Smarter Strategy. It had already been started to be thought about. And in 2016, we were created and we said, of those different target industries, we in particular would be really good at working on the life sciences, the marine science, and the data analytics. We also dab a little bit in the art side, but where it intersects with technology. 
And then everything we do is underpinned by education and entrepreneurship. So we get involved in a lot of different things. And so that's a perfect segue for us to talk about one of those sciences and particularly the business that I'm in, and that is the educating of uh, nurses, both at the undergraduate, uh, the, the masters and, and the, the doctoral level. So what can a college of nursing do in this new economy, in this new world that we live in post pandemic? What could a college of nursing such as the one at USF do to better partner with you and your partners in the innovation district? I think one of the things that's always been successful is when everyone comes to a conversation out of curiosity. So it's what am I working on and the innovation district? What are my partners interested in? What is the College of Nursing trying to accomplish? And I know we've had some really great conversations, you know, around your mobile health van and some different initiatives that really lined up wonderfully with objectives that I was already hearing about from my partners. So I think the first and foremost is when the industry partners and a university come together, sometimes there can be a struggle because our schedules and our intensity and how we approach problems is not lined up. Let's be honest. You know, when I talk about solving a problem, I'm talking about the next 30 to 45 days. And then when I'm working with my academic partners, they're thinking next semester. So I think that sense of curiosity, because if you start the dialogue in a place of everybody gets excited about the topic, then you can work through all the logistics. Absolutely. You are so right about that, because we do think in terms of semesters and academic years. And in working with business partners, I often find I have to explain that that's not a calendar year for us in the academic year, you know, is is halfway through the year. Um, and and I, I think the other piece, Allison, is that the metrics are often different yeah. for your business partners and for those of us in academia. In addition to the timing, I think the metrics and so finding ourselves collectively coming around some outcomes and yeah. a timeline for implementation that is, you know, um, works for the for the vision and the mission of both organizations. I think what I'm hearing you say that that's going to be critical. Yeah, if you use even the example of the Melbo Health Fan, you know, you think about why you all got involved in that, you know, educating students, providing practical experience, being of service to the community, certainly. And then you think about when we were able to have such a successful conversation with the city and the city pretty much said, sure, we'll help you with all these ideas. Um, and it was because you were able right away to articulate for them what a win was. And so the city staff had been caring a lot about the community and had been really particularly concerned about a particular area in the city that you were ready to serve. So we found that win-win and then it was like, okay, what's this, you know, what needs to happen next? I also love with that kind of project and what often happens once you establish that win-win is that then people start piling on new ideas. Because you remember in the midst of that, we got a new idea from one of the city staffers that we were both like, we had never thought of this. And so that's the best part. Um, and one of the areas we will be focusing on is in South St. Pete. And we're hoping to start this around, again, I was going to say spring semester of 2023. But let me be more specific and say we're hoping to start serving patients uh, in about March of 2023. And our conversations with Allison and the Innovation District team really led to, as she said, some partnerships opening up, doors opening that we hadn't thought about. And so as a quick example, working with Parks and Rec, 
in St. Pete, we now have several locations where this van can be safely parked, and that will allow individuals to safely come out to the van and receive health care. We also have the ability, because of Parks and Rec, to use some of their buildings for the additional care that we might do. So if we want to do physicals for children, you know, they're opening up the buildings. If we want to have a day devoted to eye care, we can do that. And so again, those partnerships and the conversation, and I've said this fairly often on this podcast, the collective ambition to solve problem, I think is very, very important. One of the things that we know in nursing anyway, is that academic practice partnerships have been really critical over the years um, to preparing high quality nurses. And we celebrate that. There are national awards given to schools of nursing that focus on academic practice partnerships. And um, I think we heard a little bit about what colleges of nursing could do. What would you advise industry partners or um, anybody outside of the academic setting looking to partner with us? So what do you think they need to bring to the table and what might be some insights for them? So I think first and foremost, particularly if we're talking about healthcare partners, whether it's a hospital or a healthcare network that wants to partner, you know, they come with their own baggage. So they come, you know, we just talked about the academic calendar misalignment, but in reality, they've got a whole bunch of bureaucracy. So I think what they need to do too, in their own mind is become thoughtful about what can they do realistically and what they can't do and where they can be creative. Because what I hate for them to do is ask and ask and ask from the College of Nursing, but not have a way to really support that ask. Um, an example would be, you know, we were talking about, okay, they need more nurses. They always say they need more nurses. But there's some tools that maybe they could help the college with, such as simulation space or practical experiences. Um, even just having folks from the field get into the classroom and talk to students or mentor students. So what can they be doing that can help facilitate you all helping them help each other? So I think that's the one thing I always talk to the, the private industry partners when they come and say, hey, I need this. And I'm like, all right, what are you willing to provide as well? Where, you know, these are the levers I think they're going to say are most power, you know, helpful for them. Can you help? I also think that both parties, and we're going to see this, I think, as the industry changes, are going to have to get super creative. And so things that were the traditional way to handle a problem, let's use, you and I have talked a lot about faculty, right? The lack of faculty is one of the biggest challenges in us expanding the training programs to be able to fit the need. And so now the question is to the hospitals, what can you do to help with that problem, right? You know, we don't necessarily want the hospitals to encourage all their staff to leave hospitals or become a teacher or a faculty member, but is there some hybrid? You know, can we all get creative about that? So I think that'll be in the next generation, I'm saying, because we're having conversations in other industry partnerships that I think are starting to happen in nursing. You know, I think that is very insightful in terms of the faculty shortage. Because we, it takes a while to sort of, quote unquote, grow a faculty member. They don't just sort of spring up. There's training. There's um, practical experience. There's the mentorship of becoming a good teacher. Um, and you're right. We don't want nurses to leave the hospital setting, the healthcare setting, where we need them very badly. But a hybrid model would be a huge advantage for that healthcare partner because your own senior nurses are training the future nurses going to come work with you, right? What better 
a merit, I think, of that practical experience and, and academic setting could you possibly have? And I think it's a brilliant solution. Um, and, and I think as state universities, you know, we, we operate under many constraints that corporate entities don't have. And one of them is, of course, timing. We're very fortunate that some of the early conversations uh, when I joined the Innovation District meetings then led to our partnership with, uh, you know, a major healthcare partner in your area, Johns Hopkins, All Children's, and led to us being able to successfully apply for the linking industry to nursing education funds in the state of Florida. And to do exactly what you said, and that is to share simulation equipment and simulation space. They had space they weren't utilizing fully, and we both had a need for equipment, and we had students that needed to use space, and it came together really, really well. Um, so kind of as a wrap up, if you could share, you've had a lot of experience doing this. You've had a lot of experience talking to partners, talking them up, talking them down, keeping them realistic, and also inspiring them to do what you want to do under the, the, the vision of the Innovation District. So if you could leave honors leaders with one sage piece of advice, a take home message, what would it be? I think it would be to be engaged before you have a need. So often I have the experience that I will get contacted by someone from academia who's like, I have to write this grant and tomorrow I need a letter of support from XYZ. And usually that works because I can facilitate it through existing relationships. But I think to deepen these relationships now would be better than when you need them. So as a young professional, you know, if you're finishing up your nursing program and you're like, well, I don't, I'm going to stay in the region, start joining those groups, start, you know, and look for groups that you wouldn't typically join. So I think some of our best conversations have happened, like you said, with Parks and Rec from the city. How often would you really run into Parks and Rec? Uh, or with the hospital, you might run into them a little more often. But those kinds of feelers, look for those opportunities, build. I had a mentor once who said, and this is an old phrase, build your personal Rolodex. And I know I said that recently, someone didn't understand what I meant, but it's build your contact list um, because you never know who you're going to need to contact later. And it's so much easier to have an ask for a favor when you already have a relationship. And Alice, that, that is, again, a very insightful piece of advice, I think, for us to start engaging with unlikely partners even well before you may have the need because you don't know when you're going to need to um, do whatever version of flipping through the Rolodex that you would do to contact that person. And, and there's a great example. We do something at the U.S. College of Nursing, and that is hold every quarter we have a, a mastermind group of the chief nurse executives from the area. So if you're a healthcare partner listening in, and if you are not on our list and have not been coming to these or uh, somehow we missed you, please feel free to contact us. And we would be glad to add you to the list. And very often we talk collectively about solutions that we all need to come up with in the healthcare industry and things that students need to learn, et cetera. So it's been a great way to get people together without having a specific issue that we're working on, but we're all making friends, we have lunch, and then we share best practices, which has been you know, um, phenomenal in terms of informing us and each other about those um, best practices and creative, innovative strategies that we're using. So Allison, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I know everybody joins me in, in thanking you for um, just this short, fun conversation. You can learn more about the USF College of Nursing at health.usf.edu 
forward slash nursing. Until next time, here's to trailblazing your own path.